Hey everybody, this is David Fournier from Raise Your Standards, Love Your Life. Thanks for hanging out with me, either archive or live. And again, I really appreciate you guys' support and listening. You know, a lot of times I'm just here talking about things that are on my mind and things that I've been challenged with, and I'm hope that maybe at some point they'll make sense for you too. So today we're going to talk about winter is coming, preparing for the storm. Winter is coming, preparing for the storm. So this is January, February here in Colorado Springs. This is when it typically gets a little bit colder. Uh, you know, kind of like regularly throughout the, the months as we start heading into May where it starts to warm back up again. These are our cold times. And a lot of times we see something happening or we see something coming our direction and we don't quite react to it. We don't get ahead of it, you know. For example, when COVID-19 hit uh, back in the beginning of 2020, um, honestly, I didn't think it was serious. I thought we had some crazy kind of like flu or something going around and people get shots or whatever. And I didn't think it was like what it eventually turned into. And it turned into a huge ordeal. I mean, just amazing. And I did nothing. Me personally, I did nothing to prepare for the long, long event. You know, Center for Disease Control says that there were about 103 million reported cases. That's like almost a third of the American population. There were 103 million reported cases, uh, reported cases, and and right now we're over a million people passed away from it. I mean that's that's a pretty serious. But I didn't get ready for that long event. I remember getting a letter from my employer that I had supposed to carry around in my car with me because no one was supposed to go anywhere unless you were part of this essential thing. And somehow the auto business was listed as essential. So I had my piece of paper in my front seat. I was driving around all worried about it. And then sometimes I decided to go breaking the law. I went and played disc golf at this most obscure disc golf course I could find thinking no one will be there. No one's definitely not gonna be looking for anybody there. And so I was hiding there and playing disc golf and uh, actually threw an ace that day. So it wasn't a horrible day, but at the end of it, I didn't do anything to get ready for it. I didn't understand how, how impacting this was going to be. And my biggest mistake was pretending that everything was fine. Oh, this is going to be over in a month. This could be over in two months. This will be over. And it wasn't. And that was a huge mistake. Instead of saying, hey, there's enough science behind this. There's obviously enough people getting sick. And there's obviously enough people dying. I should probably start thinking about some long-term things. What could we do as a family? What could we do in my employment? But I didn't. I, I, I just didn't. Which kept pretending. Now, the best thing that I did, and this is the point of the story, and at the end of this, I'll give you three things I want you to remember. My biggest mistake was pretending everything was fine. The best thing I did was I admitted that things have changed. I admitted that things had changed. Something had moved on. When winter's coming and we're preparing for the storm, we have to work to get away from being attached to how things used to be. Let me say that again. When winter comes, when storms hit, with difficult times, remember one of the most one of the most distinctive characteristics of people that win or succeed on any level is their ability to handle adversity. But we have to work to get away from becoming so attached to the how things used to be. I, I don't know what it's like in other people's states, but here in the state of Colorado, there are no more grocery bags, man. Those things are gone and because uh, they're bad for the environment. And that doesn't matter. Like, oh, I'm not going to get in a conversation about that. But the fact is, January 1st, those things were gone. At the local King Supers that I, I go to, um, the bags were out there, and you have to pay $0.10 cents a bag. 
10 cents a bag. And when you're cashing out, it says, do you want bags? Yes. How many do you want? You put it in there and it charges you for the bags. Well, people were stealing the bags. They were just getting the bags and walking out the door with them. So within a couple of days, the King Supers next to me, those bags aren't there anywhere. They're gone. The bags are gone. And a little attendant lady at the self-checkout. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. The, the, uh, this show's so bad I'm bored myself. I'm just kidding. Um, the lady at the self-checkout has to just kind of stand there holding bags, waiting for somebody to press, I need the bag button. Or you can walk in there with your own bag, and that's what I decided to do. Um, typically, I only buy one day's worth of groceries, so that's not a big thing to me. But, man, people are losing their minds. They're losing their minds. Oh, this is the fake thing. It's like this. It's like the... This when the this thing happened and the COVID thing happened and everything everything's a conspiracy. Look, whatever it is, it might be a serious way for us to be able to help our environment. The flip side is it might be a great money grab to charge people ten cents for bags they used to give away for free. It doesn't matter. Stop arguing with reality. When winter is coming, and you got to prepare for the storm. And I look, I look on my phone. One good thing about the phone is the weather thing. Now, the guys here in Colorado are never right, but maybe where you are, they are. But I look at that thing and it says, hey, man, it's going to be 18 degrees is going to be the high. How many of you think it's reasonable for me to look at that and say, I should probably dress warm? Are you with me? I should probably dress warm. Or you can argue with reality. I don't want it to be 18 degrees. I'm wearing my shorts and my flip-flops. I'm going to wear a tank top. Well, you can, and you're going to freeze your nuts off because it's 18 degrees out there. You can argue with reality all you want, but the fact is it's 18 degrees. You could be fuming mad at the tremendous large United States government conspiracy of taking away your shopping bags and charging you 10 cents. But brother, sister, when you get to the grocery store, there's no bags there. So part of the preparation of winter is coming and preparing for the storm is stop arguing with reality. Because when the storm hits, when those problems hit, you can either go off and argue with reality. This is a conspiracy. This, I get it. I'm not happy about it either, believe me. But that's not the point. The bags aren't there. Or I can work on myself mentally. I can work on myself spiritually. I can work on myself emotionally. I can work on myself financially. Instead of focusing on, again, when you cannot change your reality, you have to change your perception. You have to. you got to work with it. Because standing there crying and, and throwing a fit and talking about the government conspiracy does not make those bags automatically appear. By the way, if you really need those bags to automatically repair, I got like 12 up here. I got like 1,200 of them under my kitchen sink. We started saving them a while ago, and I don't even know why. Half of the environmental damage being done in the United States is currently sitting underneath my kitchen sink. That's what's going on right now. That's what's happening. So when the storm hits and when reality hits, instead of arguing with reality, we're going to look at those four things. Remember what they were. How, where am I at mentally? Where am I at spiritually? Where am I at emotionally? Where am I at financially? Find something to work on because your state, your state of mind, your state that you're in, it's going to make all the difference. It's going to make everything happen for you or everything work against you is going to be that state. We talk about that. Remember, everybody wants a strategy. Don't get your strategy first. First, get your state. How do I think this is going to work? What kind of, you know what? I'm in a good place. I'm ready to take on this challenge. Then get your story. What's my outcome? 
What do I want this to do? Do I want to make a million dollars in a year? Do I want to be able to ask this incredible woman to marry me? Do I want to strengthen my relationship with my family or with my God? Or do I want to become a million dollar salesman at work? What is it you want to do? That's your story. And then you create your strategy. But if you're not in the right state, if your head's not in it to start out with, there's going to be problems. Your state's going to make all the difference. So when the storm hits, work on the things you can work on. Stop arguing with reality. Now, I want you to listen to a couple of different ways, three different ways to watch out for the storm or three different kinds of people to do it. First is those kinds of people that are going to ponder and they're going to wait for the see what happens. And that's what I did with COVID. And that's why I wasn't prepared for it. That's why we were very, we were very, very blessed and very fortunate in our household. My wife was a school teacher at the time that that was happening. I worked in the auto business. We were considered to be essential. She continued to go to work. I continued to go to work. And while there were ups and downs during that, believe me, we were very fortunate. But you, there's going to be some they are just going to ponder and they're going to wait and see what happens. And then there's going to be the second group of people who are going to pretend they've got their poop in a group. That's a nice way of saying the other thing. They're going to say, oh, well, you know, what? I, I, I'll just wait this out. I got this figured out. I've seen this before. Knowledge capital. I'm going to work on this. I got this all down. And then the last group of people are those that actually prepare for the storm. How do you prepare for it? There's three things I want you to focus. I want you to remember what I say here. This is very important. This is a real short one, by the way. So remember, winter is coming. Storms are going to happen. Challenges are going to rise. It's not about if. It's about when. And it's about thinking of my life mentally, thinking of my life spiritually, thinking about my life emotionally, thinking of my life financially. By the way, these four things, like kind of like uh, legs on a, on a chair or legs on a table, they need to be even so that it balances. Some people run off and really work on themselves financially, but emotionally they're a wreck. And other people work on themselves mentally to improve their mental state, but spiritually they got no connection, no community, nothing going on. You got to think of it as like four legs on a table. These guys got to be worked on evenly. But there are three things I want you to remember that I told you about. You ready? Here's number one. When storms start to hit, when challenges start to hit, the first thing I ask myself is, what am I going to focus on? What am I going to focus on in this storm? People say, oh, look at the storm. Well, I guess that's okay for a minute. But I got news for it that doesn't change the storm and it doesn't put you in a better place to do it. I've got to look up and say, all right, what am I going to focus on? What am I going to focus on? And I'm going to find that focal point. All right. To get through this, I'm going to have to like one thing I have to focus on all the time is I got to watch my attitude, my words and the things that I say. People are looking to me. People, your kids are looking, your kids look at me, people around me, my coworkers are looking at me. And, you know, a lot of times think about your kids. You're driving the car down the road. You're going 55 miles an hour. You're obeying the speed limits. You use turn signals because you really, you want to get that special discount from Geico. And you're doing all the right things. And some dude just swerves into your lane. And you make the big move in and the big move out. And you save the day. Your kids did not know that they were in danger. They're back there playing on a phone or eating the popcorn or found some food under the seat they shouldn't be eating. Something's going on in that moment. They didn't even know their life was in danger. They just entrusted you that you were going to handle the situation. People were looking at you. Remember, you're always somebody's reason. And I want to be the best reason I could be for somebody. So the first thing I have to look at is what are you going to focus on? I'm not going to defeat the storm. I'm not going to change the tide of the storm. 
I'm not going to change reality. Well, they're going to put all those grocery shopping bags back because I'm going to pitch a fit like a five-year-old. Now, the grocery bags are still not there after all this. I'm going to try and say this. Fit pitching has been going on. Secondly, is what does this mean? I think there's probably no better way to break something down in your life than to ask yourself that question. What does this mean? Because a lot of times I find myself, and boy, my wife's in the background right now going, yep, that's him, getting all worked up for all the wrong reasons. It's like climbing this exhausting ladder and getting to the top of the ladder just to find out the ladder's leaned up against the wrong building. This was nothing to get upset about. This was nothing to stroke out about. This was nothing to lose my mind about. So it's really sitting down and say, first of all, what am I going to focus on? I'm not changing the storm. Winter's coming. They're not bringing the bags back. Okay. So what is it I need to look at? What do I focus on? Secondly is what does this mean? It could mean something as small as you have to bring your own bag into the store. It may mean I might have to look at my job differently. It may mean there's a lot of, but people don't ask for meaning in a lot of the situations. And that's mind blowing to me. You need to ask for meaning. What does this mean? Because sometimes we'll look at something and go, this doesn't mean anything. This is a tempest in a teacup. This is nothing for us to worry about. But unless I'm asking that question, what does this mean? You could blow things into these huge events that actually never happened. You ever met anybody like that? You ever met somebody who's such a negative mindset, they could take any situation to its worst possible outcome without even knowing the facts or the direction because they didn't ask the first question, well, what do I need to focus on? They're just looking at the whole picture of winter and they never ask themselves, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Because we're always playing the game of rules violation. I think there's a set of rules that life should be lived by. You think there's a set. That guy thinks. My employer thinks there's a set. And when somebody violates your rules, you pull out the flag, you throw the flag, we're going to have a big argument. Slow down. What does this mean? What does it mean? It might just mean winter is coming and it's going to be cold. So that means I'll need to dress warmer. It might mean the rains are coming and I'm going to get wet. That means I might need to carry an umbrella. But think about the, all the things I just said in line of your life. It means I will need to, I'll need to do this. So number one, what are you going to focus on? Number two, what does it mean? And number three, what am I going to do? Because this is so important. There are two very important parts of having a life that feels like it has meaning. It feels like it has momentum. It feels like it has it has value to it and two of the biggest things you could do is number one is take massive action what am i going to do we are so concerned with looking right and being right and smelling right and dressing right and doing all we're not worried about doing right all the we want we want people to look at us and go man that guy's really got it just look at that guy he's really got it together i mean you can look at me and right away know i don't have it together but that's not the point the point is, we're so concerned about how things look, we become a complete collection of people afraid to ask questions. Oh, I might offend somebody. No, you might actually save somebody. Well, I, I, that's not something I should ask them. Well, let's just let them burn to the ground on their own. Why do you think you're here? To contribute, to be part of it. What am I going to do? And I want you to think of just 1%, one thing, one little change, one phrase. And if you do just 1% for 100 days, what have you done? 100% of the work. 
and the end of that 100 days, you start a new 1%. And you keep going. Take massive action. What am I going to do? Jump in to the storm. What am I going to do? I'm going to get my coat out of my closet. It's cold outside. What am I going to do? I'm going to bring my bag to, to King Supers. I'm going to take action. There's something I got to do. You focus on winter coming. You ask what it's going to mean. And then the next one is, what are you going to do? Remember, I said two things. Taking massive action and the second component. And this is really important. I had a great conversation with a friend named Roger today. And Roger is about... Uh, I wouldn't give it a year, like he's like five or six years ahead of me in his life. But more importantly, he's on a different like life trajectory than I am. And this is a man who's done a lot of time reflecting. We talked about what he has done is he's taken massive action. But the second part is he's created a compelling future. There's a reason for him to get up every morning. There's a reason for him to keep moving because he's created him and his wife have created this compelling future. This, this time, that this is what we want to do now moving forward. And because there's a compelling future, there's a reason to wake up. There's a reason to work hard. There's a reason to get after it. There's a reason to compete. There's a reason to do all these things because we created this compelling future. Because you don't need a plan and you don't need strategy and you don't need hope and you don't need willpower and you don't need motivation and you don't need classes. You don't need, if you're just going to stay where you are and just bitch about the storm. You don't need to do anything. Matter of fact, you could just stop, press the button, and get off this episode now because you don't need to do anything. You've already got it all figured out. But if you suspect there's some more you could be doing, if you think it's about having gratitude where I'm at right now, but yet still not giving on the fact that there could be a more compelling future ahead, it's about preparing for the storm. Winter is coming, folks. So let's go over some key points real quick. First of all, stop arguing with reality. We have to work. Hard getting away from being attached to how things used to be, except the fact change is coming, winter's coming, we gotta move with it. Stop arguing with with reality. And remember those three things we talked about. I asked myself, all right, when, when I'm get hit by winter, what am I thinking? First of all, what am I gonna focus on? Secondly, what does this mean? And third, what am I gonna do? My name is David Fournier. I'm here with with Raise your standards, love your life, and thanks for hanging out with me either live or in archive. Look forward to our next episode together.